0: It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island, the Stu Breyer Popery Talk Show on thirteen ten WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us. It's always a pleasure to have, and we appreciate her being there whenever we uh, call her. Is Kristen Johnson, director of communications of the Better Business Bureau. Hi, Kristen.
1: Hi. Uh, good. I was going to say good afternoon, but it's still morning, so good morning. Still how are
0: morning. you? morning. Pretty good. Now, you're in the Hartford area, right? Uh,
1: yeah, we're in Cromwell.
0: Cromwell. Uh, how was it? How, did you get much of the storm there? I mean, we've gotten it everywhere where we are and everywhere. What about your area?
1: We certainly got a lot of rain and our office happens to be backed up to a river and you can see how high the river is right mm-hmm. now because the trees that are usually along the edge of the river now look like they're in the middle of the river and the water has risen quite a ways up the trunks of those trees.
0: So you sent me an email and it caught my attention. And I said, "Man, I think I want to call Christian uh, a little bit about this. Maybe we can help some of the folks. Uh, dealing with damage after a flood, I know that And I've had this problem, I don't know if you have, but I've had, you know, a flood in the basement years ago and you just put up your hands and you go, oh, what's the use? But um, you've got some points of, you know, some of the first things you should do before you start to panic.
1: Well, according to FEMA, just one inch of flood water can cause up to $25,000 in damage. So, of course... We can feel overwhelmed in the moment after a flood. But our biggest tip is just to take a pause and not make any hasty decisions or choose a contractor without doing any research first.
0: So what are the first things uh, one should do after you You, know, you say, whoops, mm-hmm. look at all of this in the cellar and things like that, and, uh, so we can do it efficiently in the best way?
1: assess the damage.
0: Mm. You want
1: to take pictures and video that that you can then share with your insurance company and and contact your insurance company right away. Don't do any permanent repairs because they may not cover it if they haven't given you prior authorization. Now, you may have to make some temporary repairs just to protect your property from the elements. If you do, save all of your receipts.
0: Now, of course, there's something that you're aware of in, in many different uh, aspects of problems, and that is when you hire a contractor, you want to make sure that you're not going to get ripped off. we never never at a 100% guarantee, but you want to get the best person. How do you approach that?
1: Well, unfortunately, scammers like to take advantage of us when we're at our most vulnerable, and we mm-hmm. certainly are when we're dealing with a natural disaster like a flood. So these guys are called storm chasers, and what they do is they'll go door-to-door offering unsolicited help. They may say, oh, I helped your neighbor down the street. I have some extra materials. How about I do your house next? That's when you really want to assess the situation. Who are you letting into your home? What do you know about this person? You know, oftentimes we're in a a hurry to get things fixed, but you're going to end up with lots of headaches down the road. One of the common scams that we see are that someone pays a a large down payment to this Mm -hmm. contractor and they say, okay, I have to go get more supplies, I'll be back, and then they never show up again. Now you're out all of this money and you still need to find someone to fix your house. Another common scam is that they'll actually create more work for themselves. So you end up paying them more than you would have uh, a reputable contractor. And we often see the work being done is very shoddy, but again, they disappear. You can't find them to fix the job that they did. So that's why you want to take a step back, go to BBB.org, and look up reputable, accredited contractors. You can look up anything from mold remediation to people that you know deal with the water damage, um, tree removal, debris removal anything under the sun, we've got a category for it. So look up those people, see what others have said about them, read the complaints, read how they handled the complaints, because all of that is public information, and look at reviews as well. And of course, contact your friends, your family, your neighbors, people that have been in the same situ- situation as you. Sometimes they are the best source for referrals.
0: So Christian, is it against the law for uh, any company to, uh, because people are in a desperate situation to jack up their prices big time. I know I can remember sometimes when all the lights went out, uh, uh, you'd go into a store and all of a sudden flashlights would be double and all that stuff. Uh, Is that against the law?
1: So you're talking about price gouging, and that's a little different than the law of supply and demand. You know, you'll see, for instance, if a a whole lot of people are forced out of their homes, hotel prices are going to go up because there's just not enough supply of them. That's a little different than price gouging, which you'll often hear about from the state attorney general's office. We heard it during the pandemic, or I should say after the pandemic subsided and gas prices shot up, they were doing investigations of certain gas stations that had gone up higher than others. Um, You really do need to have like evidence of it, and you need to be able to have that evidence to file a complaint. You can file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau and then file it with your State Attorney General's office as well. Uh, make sure you can be very specific about the transaction, like the name and the address of the business, the names of the employees involved, any information dealing with the spike in the price. You gather that documentation together, receipts, photos of products their advertised pricing, invoices, and then compare prices of similar products with other other sellers in the area as well as online. Uh, it's important to note similarities and differences between brands and quality. So the onus is a bit on the consumer to be able to prove this or at least bring this evidence to the state agencies that can do something about it. Um, but, yeah, it, it is illegal. It is illegal to take advantage of people, especially in situations like that.
0: Yeah, so do a little homework. It's, it's going to be worth it. And of course, um, you need to know preventative features and installments, uh, so there won't be any future damage. And then that's a big aspect of it. Huh?
1: Yeah, when you have someone in 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 your house who's going to do the work you've done your research you find a reputable accredited contractor ask them about preventive features or installations that they can they can put into that protects your basement from getting flooded the next time there's a storm because we know there will be another storm so that's an important addition in the repair process but then also make sure You get everything in writing. These are not just verbal commitments. You want the contractor to be very specific and write down what work will be done, what materials will be used, the price of those materials, Mm -hmm. even break down the price of labor and then the price of supplies. Do not sign anything that says estimate. Make sure it's very, very clear how much you're paying. And do not pay a large down payment. Do not pay in advance that's very important Uh, you want to stagger the payment so what we like to suggest is in the contract it specifies a schedule for releasing those payments say you put down 30 percent up front and then they do some of the work and then you're satisfied with that amount then you give them another 30 percent and when the job is finished to your satisfaction then you finish and give them the final payment
0: Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't think clearly when we're in a panic mode. Mm-hmm. So I want to get this done. I want to do this quick. And uh, you got to take a deep breath, right, and exactly. make sure you do the right thing.
1: Exactly. Don't feel be- like you're being. If you feel like you're being forced into making a decision with a contractor, that is a red flag. You never want to feel pressured into making a decision. And if you do feel that, find someone else to do the work.
0: So, I think you've covered it very nicely. Is there any other aspects we should know? Uh, You're not getting any complaints yet. Of course, it's kind of soon, and I hope you don't get any, but... uh
1: it is, Suna. I just reached out to our operations team late yesterday to see if they had gotten any complaints in yet, and I checked our scam tracker uh, just before I came on, and I haven't seen anything mm-hmm. just yet. But we'll let you know. We definitely, when we see those kind of things, we want to let consumers know. And we want to tell people, if you are experiencing a scam, report it, because that's how we find out about it, and then we can alert the public. You can do that by going to org slash scam tracker. And there you can input what happened to you. Even if you didn't lose money, but you felt like you were being targeted by someone, make sure you put that on there, and then we'll see that, and we'll alert the public. And if you're just not sure, you feel like maybe this person doesn't seem trustworthy, go on Scam Tracker, see if someone else has already reported them. If you don't see it there, you can always do an Internet search for the name of the contractor and the word scam.
0: I don't know if it's slowed down, but a lot of people have been getting these uh, Medicare calls. uh which appear not to be trustworthy?
1: Medicare calls. Well, I personally have not gotten any. I tend to get more of the um, student loan scam ones, I think, because of my age. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what you're referring to is um, we see different ones where it's for different products, and they'll say it's covered by Medicare. Um, and you just have to give us a lot, a lot of times there are phone calls that people get, or they'll see a product on TV and they'll say, you know, we can get it to you for free, you just have to give us your Medicare information and we'll mm-hmm. get it to you. And what happens is they're just using that as a ruse to steal people's personal information, steal their Medicare number, their Social Security number, that sort of information. And then they can use that to, to possibly, cause, um, perpetrate more scams or to, your identity.
0: So are you folks uh, getting ready for artificial intelligence?
1: (laughs) We've been hearing a lot about that lately. You know, AI can be good, but like Mm -hmm. everything, there's good and bad, and unfortunately scammers are also seeing um, the benefit in trying to take advantage of it, I'll say. Um, A couple of different scams we've seen, uh, one of the most common is that because of the world we live in a lot of us put videos of ourselves on social media and they can take that and they can turn that into a fake video and there was a girl whose mom um got a video that her daughter had been had been kidnapped Mm -hmm. and i should say she got audio she got a voicemail there she got a phone call and they created this audio track of her saying you know i've been kidnapped you need to send the people money and it wasn't true at all she was upstairs in her bedroom but they were able to capture the audio off videos that she had put up on social media and you know to try to steal money from this family and so we have to be really careful about what we post on social media because it's not just available to our friends and family anymore but also to scammers
0: And, of course, it it probably sounded just like her daughter because they can get the, God knows how they do it, the vocal and change it around, I think.
1: Yeah, and so we recommend people have a safe word with their family. That way they'll be able to kind of figure out whether or not this is real or if it's fake because, obviously, if only you and your family knows the safe word, then the scammer's not going to know it. And this is another case where, you know, the scammers are trying to take advantage of our emotions, and we tend to make split second decisions that we shouldn't when we're highly emotional and maybe ignore the red flags but you want to stop and think before you react
0: so they had the big prime days uh, they're over where the people were getting the massive uh, discounts uh, is that another area where we have to be super careful
1: So now we're seeing the post-Prime Day scams, the shipping scams, where you've ordered something and now you start getting text messages. I've gotten them, and I'm not even a Prime member, so I didn't participate, but I still Mm -hmm. got the fake text messages saying we're having trouble... Uh, with the delivery of your package I've even seen one where they include a picture and it shows a whole bunch of Amazon boxes sitting on a floor um, and so people because they're so busy um, over the, the two days of Prime Day and of course it extends throughout the whole week because Target and Best Buy and Walmart all had uh, deals as well they don't necessarily keep track of what's coming when and from whom, which you really need to do And so the way the scam works is it'll include a link, and you click on the link, and they'll um, ask you to fill out a form and pay to complete the delivery. Um, it may be only like $8 to complete the delivery, but once they have your credit card information, they can charge whatever they want. And, of course, there is no delivery in the first place. Uh, we have saw people be scammed out of, you know, as much as $100 over Christmas time when the scam first popped up. Another thing that can happen is they can download malware onto your device after you click that link. And then they have access do everything on your phone, your passwords, your contacts, so they continue to perpetrate this um, with all the people in your contacts. They can get your banking information. So That's very scary as well. You know, a lot of times there's that two-factor authentication where you put in a password and then they send you a text with a number. Well, if they have downloaded malware onto your device. They can see that. And so then they can get into all of your bank accounts. Um, So you want to be very mindful. A couple of tips to avoid this is, one, when you make a purchase, make a note of what shipping company they're using, whether it's FedEx or UPS or USPS. Um, That way you know if it's not coming from that company, this is a scam. But also realize that a lot of those reputable companies won't just randomly text you. They're going to use a secure site to communicate with you.
0: There was one other thing I, I wanted to mention. The next time I talk to you, which is now, uh, Kristen and Kristen Johnson, from Director of Communications at the Better Business Bureau, is with us. A listener was complaining, and uh, who wouldn't? When you uh, you think you're getting something, and then there's such small print that uh, most people don't even look at it. You know, a lot of times you say, hey, "Well, I'm going to give you this free for a month," and the small print says wow. something or other, and then next thing time. Next thing you know, you're getting billed after the month. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Those subscriptions, s- right? Yeah. So believe
0: it or, or not, it that happened. Be- to, believe it or not, that happened with me. Uh, magazine, consumer uh, protection <laughs> magazine. Uh, they said you can get free magazines and uh, for x amount of time, and it was great. I got them, I, and then they're sending me bills mm-hmm. for. They keep sending them, and I said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Not this magazine.
1: (laughs) These are very deceptive because if you don't read the fine print, you will be billed at a certain point. So uh, we, we obviously urge consumers to examine the fine print first of all um be very careful do your research before you buy into something like this um they're technically not illegal because the information is in the fine print but they're very deceptive
0: yeah deceptive is the word yeah
1: Mm -hmm. um so they'll offer fake Mm -hmm. free trials that sort of thing and um a lot of times, they'll even have fake celebrity endorsements as attached to them. We see a lot of these on Scam Tracker. Um, definitely report them. File a complaint so that we can do an investigation and, and and find out. But you also want to report it to your credit card company because they may be able to they may be able to take steps to help you get out of it.
0: I haven't talked about this in a long time, but a listener just recently, uh, the do not call number, uh, people are getting, you know, menaced by these calls day and night. Um, how effective is that? It seems like sometimes people still, even though you're on the do not call list, they get through.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm on it. And I get those scam calls every single day. Um, so, no, it's not effective. And so we as consumers have to be proactive. And one way to do that is do not answer the phone. Um, We're seeing it more now with text message, though. Text message scams rose 31% last year. Oh, Yeah. So because more people are getting rid of their landlines and using their cell phones, and, of course, we get these these scam phone numbers on our cell phones as well, the carriers can be pretty good at alerting you to a scam, but the scammers are always one step ahead. So what they're doing now is they're able to use technology to make it look like it's a local call. So they'll use your area code and that makes you more likely to answer because you think it's someone local it might be your neighbor or a business that you frequent but if you don't have that number in your phone i would say let it go to voicemail to make sure because once you answer the phone they know they have a live person there and they'll keep bothering you with different types of scams So just ignore it, let it go to voicemail. If it's important enough, they will leave a voicemail. But I would also caution that if you get a text message from a number that you don't know, um, to just swipe it and delete it. Because a lot of times it's a bot on the other end, and once you respond, they will keep incessantly sending you text messages because they are shooting out not knowing if this is a real number, if someone's going to answer it or not. And so once you do, then they have you so ignore them. Another scam that we're seeing, unfortunately, are these scammers are creating um, caller IDs that look like a business or a person you know. We've seen, I get them from Hilton, which is so odd, um, but we've, we've seen a rash of, of reports where it says it's coming from mom or dad, and the te- text message will say, I'm at the grocery store, I forgot my wallet, can you Venmo me $100 so I can buy groceries? and you're thinking, well, mom or dad, of course I'm going to do it, but unfortunately it's not actually your mom or dad, and then you end up Venmoing a scammer. So you want to, instead of replying to that, you want to actually look up your mom or your dad in your contacts or whoever it is that is claiming to be contacting you, um, and, and that way you can call them up and say, hey, did you just send me this text?
0: So, Christian, bottom line, do we bother getting the do not call number? It uh, doesn't appear to work anyway.
1: It can't hurt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It's not foolproof.
0: Not foolproof. And one other thing, uh, I always appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, I guess maybe we all know somebody, but this is the first time I have a friend who uh, they stole her identity, mm-hmm. and um, you know she got really uh, upset about it. And um, how does that all work? And what do you do to correct those things?
1: Well, I, I don't know, the, obviously, how it came to be that her identity was stolen, um, if it was like her credit card was compromised or mm-hmm. something beyond that, um, without knowing the specifics of this particular case. But as far as what to do after it happens, the FBI has an Internet Crime Complaint Center. It's IC3 for short. So if you go to www.ic3.gov, and you can actually file a complaint with the FBI. Um, they obviously it's tough because a lot of the scammers are halfway around the globe. But these are the guys that are going to try to get your money back. And there's absolutely no guarantee they're going to get your money back, um, or you know anything like that. But this is the your best shot at it happening. So you want to do that. You want to obviously contact your credit card companies, um, that sort of thing, and those government agencies will help you get back on track.
0: Okay. That's uh, that's rough duty for sure. And uh, Mm -hmm. you don't have to change your name, but you can certainly protect yourself by getting in touch with these folks quickly, I guess, as quickly as you can.
1: And and it's just a lesson of how it it can happen to anyone. It's so easy. There's so many... uh, things about is already leaked onto the Internet. It's just like putting the pieces of a puzzle together. If they just get one or two more pieces of information about you, they can put it all together and steal your identity pretty easily.
0: So there's no sure thing to protect your privacy these days. It seems like more and more uh, things, inventions, are getting more information from us. I mean, it's hard to believe that... uh... Some of the things, you know, you email somebody about something, and then the next thing you know, everybody is storming you with trying to sell their product about something. Uh, yeah, and a lot
1: of that, the, you've got to look at the, the third part, the fine print about third parties and whether or not they mm-hmm. will sell your information to third parties. Look for that on a website. If you see it and you don't want that happening, then find somewhere else to shop.
0: Kristen, always a pleasure, and they uh, always keep us updated. And, and do call our show anytime if there's something new, and there always is, uh, that we should know about. And I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Definitely. remember, just go to BBB.org. We've got a lot of information there on how to prevent yourself from being scammed. And, of course, always look up a business before you decide whether or not to to hand over your hard-earned money. Um, it'll give you a peace of mind.
0: Have a great day, Kristen. Thanks so much.
1: You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, she knows her stuff, doesn't she, huh? Kristen Johnson, Director of Communications at the Better Business Bureau, BBB.org. If you want to ask additional questions, they'll send you information, they'll email you information, that's what they're there for.